It is 8.03 in the morning. We are in Playa del Carmen. You are on a walk with Wade. This is episode three, three days in a row of this daily walk series that I'm taking you on. And I'm feeling great about this. I can't believe it's working. It's honestly kind of therapeutic. I feel like I'm just putting my thoughts out and you're enjoying them. Uh, We're going to have a doozy of an episode today. I have a great story to tell you from my life. So let's just get started here with a little bit of what's going on. Uh, I'm in uh, Playa del Carmen, Mexico. If you haven't noticed, I'm a full-time traveler. It's been for three years now that we've been doing this. And today I'm going to tell you the story of how this started, the big leap. I believe everyone has some sort of leap first dive into make the decision to take this lifestyle on and i'd like to share my story because i honestly think it's pretty good i think it's pretty cool we're just walking down the street here we are on 20th 20th uh avenue and uh, we're just walking down towards the sand and we'll get down to the beach and we'll turn around that's that's what i'm saying it's just sidewalks and everyone going to work so nothing nothing crazy you're just gonna hear the cars go by every now and then all right let's dive into this so the big leap just for a little bit why i want to do this episode this is basically an intro this is episode three if you've if you listen to one and two you probably knew who i was i probably told you about these this is going to be the first one that i share out so this is old classmates old people on facebook instagram linkedin all the places this is going to be the first one that i like tell people about because I think that this story is cool, and I think a lot of people know me from the past, and they know that I travel now, but they might not understand how that started, and I think the story is cool, so I'm going to share it with you here. So let's just dive right into it. Let's go back about three years. It's like September 2018, right? So April, May, June, July, August, September. So it's about two years and eight months moving back in time, all right? Uh, where am I at in life? I'm in St. Augustine, Florida. I've got a nice apartment. You know, I got a good job. I got, I'm, I'm working for tech companies. Um, if you don't know, and you probably don't, for the last eight years, I have worked building iPhone apps or helping people build iPhone apps or working for apps on their community management side or their tech support side or their product marketing side. I've also worked for a high school program that teaches teachers how to code, and then they take our curriculum and they teach high school kids how to code iPhone apps. So for the last eight years, I've been all up in this iPhone app space. And for the last, um, I'm going to say six of those years, I've done it full-time remote. So every job I've had has always been a remote contract or a full-time employer who lets me work from home or coffee shops. And I've just gotten quite used to this. Uh, this remote lifestyle for a long time. I don't know if I could ever just go back to an office nine to five every day. I still basically work nine to five, but I just work where I want to work and I make it work. Okay. (laughs) That's a lot of work in that. So here I am two, almost, uh, almost three years ago. I'm in St. Augustine, Florida. I got a good job. I got great friends. I've lived in this area for about 14 years in and out of uh, military uh, deployments and such, which will be later stories. Hope you'll stick around for those. And, um, the, the, the big thing was that, honestly, I was kind of bored and lonely. You know, I, 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 didn't have a, I didn't have a relationship. I had good friends. But we went out to the bar and we partied a lot. And that left me with a lot of, well, hangovers. And work was basically on autopilot. All my jobs were kind of easy. And I, I, uh, 
I wasn't feeling challenged, but I was making great money. And I don't, I don't know if, if you are someone that can empathize about that, but I've found it, it, it hasn't been super hard for me to make money. Uh, I joined the military, that's like consistent income. Uh, the tech, uh, you know, being an engineer, there's, there's typically good money in those jobs. Um, it I hasn't been very difficult to make money, but I have been in several situations where I make good or great money and I'm totally unfulfilled in like the challenge of my work, what the day-to-day life is like, the projects we're working on, things bore me, whatever. And this one was, was really no exception. The, the, this, I actually kind of liked the project we were working on. I thought it was cool what we were building, but the day-to-day minutiae was, I don't know, it was kind of boring to me. But I would wake up and I would do it and I'd take my paycheck and I'd be fine. So at this same time in my life, I'm also watching a lot of YouTube. Like people watch Netflix, I was sucked into YouTube. And I was watching a ton of travel vloggers. For some reason, this just sucked me in. The idea that they'd go out and they'd travel the world and they'd make these videos. And I just thought it was super, super cool that you could like live a lifestyle like that where basically you take your phone or camera tell some stories along the way, you know, keep people interested, live this interesting life. And like, that actually is like a full circle thing. Like you're doing that as a job. So I was watching people like Lost LeBlanc. Uh, he's a very popular, his name's Christian. He's a very popular YouTuber, uh, that does like high quality travel content. Uh, Chris, the freelancer was a guy from Australia. He basically, um, would talk to people about work, living, you know, living remote, working freelance, and how to get those jobs and all of that. Um, another one was called, uh, they're called the Matinees now, basically van lifers that go around the U.S. and Mexico, like they live in their van. And Kara and Nate were travel vloggers, and then once the pandemic hit, they also bought a van and they were van lifing it. So I'm watching all these like travel vlogger channels, and they're, they're in Bali and South America and Europe, and they're doing all their cool things. And I'm just like inhaling all of this. Like every evening I'm watching these, you know, I'm watching every, everything they make. And I'm just so sucked into it. I just love it. But I'm like pretty, pretty fearful about like taking that leap. Like, yes, I work remote, but I work remote from a coffee shop three blocks away. Like the idea of going to Bali was like, I don't know, exciting. But like, how do you even start? How, like, what, do you have to ask for permission? Do I need visas? Like, what's it even cost? Where do you live? What's the language? Like, I don't know any of that. So it's sort of like, it seems like there's a huge chasm between me and any sort of lifestyle that I'm watching these YouTubers do, right? And then something basically just happened on just like a typical like Wednesday evening, right? This is, this, this is way, way, way was pretty overweight about three years ago. Just to, like, I was, you know, eating unhealthy, drinking a lot. You know, there was, it was a lot going on on that side of it too. Um, I'm much healthier these days. Um, on like a typical Wednesday, it's like a Wednesday night, let's call it 9 PM, something like that. I'm in bed eating a pizza, right? You know, like I live by myself. I had a nice place and I had a pizza shop down, down on the first floor of the building. So I grab a pizza and, you know, I got the YouTube on the iPad in bed. I'm like, you know, in boxer shorts, eating pizza from bed 9 PM on a Wednesday. That's like, that was like a typical Wednesday, I would say. And I'm watching all these YouTubers. I'm doing my thing like I normally do, you know, just like inhaling all this travel content. And then I get this stupid email. Um, my phone beeps. I get the email and it's, it's like a spam email from Chase Credit Card Company. Basically, they're saying, uh, congratulations, you just cracked 100,000 miles. 
you should use that on a trip, round trip, uh, all-inclusive resort in Cancun. And I'm like, Cancun? And instantly I'm like, that doesn't really interest me, but 100,000 miles. These are miles I did not even think about. I have not accounted for. I just, I use my credit card like a checking account. I put everything on it. I paid off at the end of the month with, you know, with my uh, actual checking account and, you know, I build credit. And yeah, I was building miles, but I didn't know like how many. I wasn't paying attention. And then I got that email that said, you cracked 100 grand. Go to Cancun with it. And I immediately thought, I wonder if that gets me to Bali. And I like, I had no idea, but I was curious. So, you know, pause the video, hop on uh, the Chase uh, Rewards website, whatever. And you punch in your, your travel destination. This is like September that I'm doing this in 2018. And I just decided, uh, let's just say that I will go to Bali right after Christmas. And I said, December 28th, which is my mom's birthday. And I'll leave Tennessee and I'll go to Bali. Like, yeah, let's just say that's what I would do. And I punch it up. It does its little loading thing. And I'm like, okay, let's see, let's see. And you know what I mean? Like in my head, I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is like, this is like 300,000 miles. Like, I don't know what like miles to money conversion rate is, but I'm like, I'm like, okay, so I can get to Cancun and back. Okay, well, that's like down the street. Like I'm in Florida. Cancun is a two hour flight away. So I'm like, let's see. And it pops up one way, 85,000 miles. And instantly, like everything kind of stops. Like it gets silent. And I'm a little stunned. I'm like 85,000 miles. I ha- so, so wait, this is free? I have the miles to go to Bali. Like I can just go. And I hadn't thought about anything like this before. Now, I mean like literally minutes before that, it was just like eating pizza in bed, watching travel content, wishing I had a better life. You know what I mean? That was like all it was. Now all of a sudden I'm in this moment where I can have it. And I'm thinking, it's about a 10 minute thing where I'm sitting there in bed and I'm just thinking about it all. It felt like an hour in my head. I mean, I, I, I ran through some brain cells during those 10 minutes, that's for sure. And I'm, you know, I'm everything, I'm trying to figure it all out instantly. I'm like, okay, wait. So, so December 28th, that's like, that's like three months. October, November, December. I have three months. Uh, my lease is eight months old. Or I, I still have eight months on my lease. I'd have to break that. So I'd have to pay a penalty. 1800 rent. That's like four grand I'll have to pay. I have to sell everything. Can I sell all this stuff in three months? Okay, I have jobs. What, what about them? Do I, have to, do I have to ask for the permission? I'm remote. Does it matter? What if I just show up on time? And I'm thinking all these things. It's all running through my head. And then I remember this moment. And I've had a number of these moments in life. Like a few where I feel like I've always made the best decisions, the most memorable decisions of my life always come in this moment. And I'll talk about other moments during these walks because I have a few of these where where I, I let myself get cornered or stuck or unhappy and then I, everything gets silent. I smile. I kind of stop thinking and then I pull the trigger. And that's what happened here again. I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm running through everything. And then after I kind of like got through all the, like, the stupid questions, I just sort of paused and smiled and sort of just like looked straight ahead at the wall and kind of like kind of laughed a little like... Like, I almost, like, knew I was going to do it. And, like, before I knew, I kind of knew. And I'm smiling and I'm laughing. And I just said, let's do it. Let's do it. 
And that was it. I went on that website. I did not shop, okay? I just looked at the flight, like, the, I looked at the flight details one more time just to make sure, like, it, it does say Nashville. It does say Bali, okay? It is this date, okay? The, these are the points. I have enough. That's my name. Okay. And I just hit submit. Went through the steps and next thing you know, I got the email confirmed. I have a one-way ticket to Bali. And it's real. All of a sudden, it's real. In three months, I'm leaving Bali. And it was incredible. It was a weird feeling. You know, it's like 11 o'clock at night now. And in three months, I'm moving to a whole new continent. First time ever in my life. So we continue on. And I wake up the next morning and, you know, it's, it's just like Thursday now, right? You know, it's like nothing special. And I haven't told anybody that I've done this, right? You know, it's just like, I just like wake up, just shower, start work, you know, like always just start work and I'm working and I'm like, maybe I should ask, maybe I should say something. <laughs> so I, I Slack DM my boss, who's like the chief product officer of this company. And I'm like, Hey, Paul, good morning. Hey, uh, I got a question for you. I work remote. I'm just curious. How remote is remote? You know, like, how, 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 how remote can I be? And he's like, what do you have in mind? And I said, we should hop on a Slack call. So we, we hop on a, you know, a video call. And I basically, like, just say, Paul, I got this crazy idea. Uh, I just want to know what the bottom is on this. I was like, I have a little to pitch you. And I was like, I was like, what if I moved to Bali? And I was like, Bali's like a 13-hour difference. I would work, you know, eight in the morning till four in the hour, uh, eight, eight at night till four in the morning to work the same hours as, as everyone back home's working. So I'm not messing up any like engineering or issues, any schedule issues. I was like, I just do it. I was like, I would need, you know, a few days around the new year to kind of fly there and like get situated. But like, you know can I do this? And I gave him much more pitch than that. I'm like paraphrasing. I had actually like drawn it out in about 15 minutes before I started the call. <laughs> you know, that was, the, that was my research period. It's amazing what you can do in 15 minutes when you like feel like you're under the gun. And luckily Paul basically like Paul the summer before he took a big leap. You know, he took a vacation, but he took the biggest vacation of his life. He went on this thing called like yacht party where it's somewhere in Europe uh, and maybe in the Mediterranean and there's like 15 or 20 like sailboaty yachts, like big ones, and they all load up with people and booze and they go out in the middle of the Mediterranean or somewhere and they just kind of park and party for like a week or two. He said it was the coolest thing he's ever done. He's never done anything so, so elaborate for a vacation and he did it. And this must have like tickled that like, that like take the leap bone for him because he was like, He's like, we got to ask everybody else. You know, I, I, I support it. I, I, I'll, I'll help fight for you. I think it'll work out. If, if you can show up and keep doing your work, you know, really what changes? And I was like, honestly, the only thing changes is the background in my Zoom call. And he's like, exactly. Like if you're here doing it, as long as the internet's fine and you're safe and you can get the job done and like distractions aren't hurting you and that's all on you. He's like, I don't see a reason why you can't do it. He said, that's not a yes. Let me go talk to the bosses and uh, I'll get back to you. Two days later, he comes back and says, Everyone's cool with it. Everyone's excited with it. Like, what, tell us more. When are you leaving? You know, like, what's the deal? What, what do you need from us? You know, do we got to figure out VPNs? Do we have to figure out, like, what's the deal? And 
honestly, Paul, like shout out to you if you're listening to this. I, I, you, I was doing it whether you said yes. It didn't matter. In my head, I was like, I already bought the ticket. There ain't nobody taking this ticket away from me. I've never been this close to actually jumping this chasm in my life. I was like, you're not taking the ticket. I'll quit. But I'm so happy I did not have to because I would have been digging into savings. Um, Once going to Bali and learning kind of like how a lot of other people take these leaps, a lot of people do quit their jobs and go there and they fight for it. They got to struggle. It's tough to live in Bali and figure out a career. It's much easier to do what I did and go with a career. Um, so you don't have to fill that gap because it's a little tricky when you say, oh, I'm a digital nomad from Bali and I'm looking for a job. People are like, oh, you're just looking to take our money and drink coconuts. Um, you know what I mean? So the fact that he would not only like, like was down for it, but like supported it and like helped make it happen and like fought for me. It's three years later. I'm still doing this. It still worked. I'm still working for tech companies. Um, this company has since shifted to a new product and I still work small contract for them. So like, you know, shout out that this all worked out. So, okay, let's continue back on. Uh, Okay, so I have the ticket. Work basically is approved. My other contracts, I didn't ask permission. I just said, hey, I'm moving. Like, it'll be fine. And they were like, okay. And we were done. Told my friends and told my family. My nobody was surprised. I, I've, I'm kind of the guy that makes wild decisions. This was just to their head. There was, was another wild decision. To me, it was the largest wild decision I'd ever made in my life. So I was quite proud of it. But they all kind of saw it as like, yeah, well, we assume you do stuff like this. So we start going into it, and now I've got stuff to do. I broke my lease. You know, I gave them my my notice, and I paid like a almost four thousand dollar penalty to get out of it. That sucked, but part of the deal. I knew it. And I had an entire apartment of stuff to sell. And I had three months. And, like, I'm leaving. Like, if it, if it don't sell, I don't know what to do. So I'm, th- I, I'm selling a couple things on, like, Craigslist and such. And it's like, you ever sell anything on Craigslist? It is so annoying. It's like people email you. They lowball you. They say they're showing up. They don't show up. You say sorry to somebody because somebody else already claimed it. Then that person doesn't claim it. Or they come over and they lowball you. And you don't accept and they leave without buying it. And it's like, oh my God, I have an entire apartment to sell. Like this, this is not going to do it. I'm not doing this and I'll probably never get it done. I'd have to quit. I'd have to quit work to pull this off. So I decided to do a yard sale. Now I'm in like a nice building, like $1,800 a month in Florida. That's, that's pretty honest. One bedroom apartment month, you know, that's, or that's, that's a pretty nice building. And it was gated entrance and it had security and pop in pool on the roof and you know all this sort of stuff it was very cool but this is not the type of place where you can just like throw signs up all over the doors and walls and say hey guys yard sale come on over like you know this is like rich people they don't they don't want signs and solicitations you know at all so uh, I had to figure it out basically I broke the rules that's what I did <laughs> um, I had like already made friends with the security guard in my building I used to I, I've I still struggle with sleep um, quite a bit. And one of the things I would do is I would, I wouldn't be able to sleep and I would just go up and I would like float in the pool and like swim in the pool in the middle of the night. And you, you obviously are like not supposed to do that. And the security guard, he'd come up often and you know, he could tell me to leave. That's his job. He was, he was probably coming up because he saw me on camera and he was going to tell me to leave, but we would just like strike up conversation a bit and he'd realize, like, I'm not making any noise. I, I'm in no danger. Ain't nobody else, like, annoyed by this. Nobody even knows I'm here. And he would just, like, let it happen. So we were already on a friendship of, like, Wade breaks rules and it's okay. So 
Uh, I come up with this idea and I'm like, I'm going to do a, I'm going to do a yard sale a couple weeks before I leave. And so I don't tell anybody, I don't ask the leasing office's permission. You know, I'm like, uh, I, I'm a, I'd rather ask for forgiveness on this one. Cause I'm leaving anyways. And so Friday evening happens, the leasing office closes and they're, and they're, they're basically they're be, or I'm sorry, uh, it's Saturday evening happens and the leasing office closes and they're not open on Sundays. So I'm like, okay, Sunday, Sunday's the sale. Sunday's the big day. I create these flyers that are basically like yard sale. Um, every like make an offer on everything, any fair offer accepted. One day only. Uh, free gourmet coffee and pastries. Room yada 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 starts at eight in the morning or something like that. You know, it was one of those flyers. And so the leasing office closes on Friday evening and the security guard's there and I basically go up to him and I, I hate that I don't know his name. I don't, I don't know if I ever knew his name, um, but even though we talked a bunch, but uh, I basically walked up to him and I was, and I was like, hey man, I, I, know, I know I'm not supposed to do this, but I'm, I'm leaving in two weeks. I got to sell everything. I'm doing a yard sale tomorrow. I was like, I need to put these signs up so people know this thing exists. I'll make a deal with you. I'll take them back down. I'll take every single one down before the leasing office comes in on Monday. You, you won't even know what even happened. And this was like, you know, this is different than the pool. Last time when I was in the pool, I was in the pool. I had already broke the rule. Now I'm asking him to break a rule. So it's a little different. And he kind of like, kind of pondered it. And, you know, he kind of laughed and snickered, you know, and, and he basically said like, man, there ain't no signs on Monday. I didn't see anything. I was like, all right, cool. And that was it. I littered every door, hallway, every wall. I, I mean, I signed the place up every floor, you know, every door in and out, parking garage, elevators. I mean, I probably put 50 signs up and I wake up the next morning, early in the morning. It's Sunday morning, yard sale day. I had already put all my stuff out kind of on display, basically. There's no price tags on a single thing. I'm just like, I'm selling all this shit. And I have one bag in the corner of the bedroom that's like all my clothes and stuff I want to take to Bali. And that was, I was like, and basically the rule was like, everything in here must go except for anything in that bag. And I went to like this nice local coffee shop and I got them to give me a really big to-go size coffees. I went to this bakery, this French bakery, and picked up like $100 worth of pastries, like not donuts, like eclairs and bear claws and lemon tarts and, you know, like these are bougie people. I'm in a bougie apartment building. I gotta, I gotta meet my audience. So I set it all up and I have no idea. I, you know, I talked to a few people in the halls as I was putting the signs up, you know, yeah, yard sale tomorrow, do 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 But like, these are like people with stacked up apartments already and they're like old people and they're rich people. Like they don't need any of my Ikea crap and tech stuff, but whatever, I'm doing it anyways. Well, old people like yard sales. Let's just say that because eight in the morning showed up and I literally had people, I opened the door to like, to put the, the stopper on the door and there was people standing out front, like not like lined up, but just sort of like gaggling right there. And I was like, welcome to the yard sale. Come on in. Let me get you a coffee pastry you know what I mean and like everybody accepted the coffee and pastry and we were talking and honestly it was so fun everyone that came in wanted to hear my story uh you know they knew about me a little bit we had seen each other you know in the building over the last like you know uh six months uh seven months and 
you know, I was like, I'm moving to Bali. I'm selling it all, guys. Buy it all. Buy it all. All good prices accepted. You know, don't lowball me. Just be fair about it. I know you all got money. We're in an expensive building. But I'm moving to Bali, and I can't take any of this with me. So help me help you. Let's work this out. And, I mean, they're coming in in droves. I mean, every, I don't know if the whole building came in, but, I mean, everybody. I met so many new people from the building. So many people knew me through somebody. You know, everybody actually kind of talks on that building, apparently, except, you know, I didn't know it. And I'm telling them about I'm moving to Bali and I'm selling it all and I work remotely and they just eating up the story. They're just living vicariously through my story as they're having their coffee, their bougie pastry and they're, uh, they're, they're making offers on all this crap. Like from silverware to furniture, I sold a laptop for $1,800 that day. I ended up selling, I don't have the exact number, but it's something like because it was like PayPal and other forms of payment going on, all sorts of stuff. It was something like $8,000 or $8,500 worth, worth of stuff. And I basically sold all but eight items. I had, an, I had a mattress that I needed for the, until I moved out, a little kind of little kitchen things, and a mountain bike. And everything else sold. I couldn't believe it. In one day, from 8 in the morning till, I don't know, 3 in the afternoon, something like that. I mean, like I, I went and had dinner you know, with friends that night, and I was like, I'm, I'm done. Look at this photo. And I showed him the photo. I was like, I have nothing in my apartment anymore. And, <laughs> you know, that basically paid my lease cancellation fee. Um, the extra gear that I needed to, like, do, actually make this Bali trip happen. My flights up to Tennessee to, like, enjoy Christmas with my family. And then, you know, and then I used the miles to go to Bali. And I, I, I basically liquidated everything I owned and I started this leap. I took this vacation. This Well, I, it wasn't a vacation, but I left. And that's my story. That's kind of what I want to lead it to is I went to Tennessee. I enjoyed uh, my family and, you know, they were very excited about my adventure. Um, nobody knew how long this would go for, including myself. And then uh, we enjoyed Christmas, saw everyone I needed to see, said bye to everyone I needed to say bye to. And then on my mom's birthday on December 28th, they dropped me off at the airport and off to Bali I went. And that's where we will take on another story of what's it like when you sell everything barely research the place you're going just figure out your accommodations don't know anything about anything about anything about bali don't know a single person there and then just fly there on miles and show up with one bag of everything you own let's uh let's dive into that let's dive into that tomorrow i hope you enjoyed this this was a very fun episode to tell i can feel that telling these stories is very fun for me. So we're going to get a lot of these stories and I think I have a lot of good stories to share. So it's, um, I think that's where we're going to cut it here. 26 minutes in. I hope you enjoyed this. Um, I have not figured out the coffee sponsor thing yet. So if you are interested in doing that, hold off and keep enjoying the episodes. I got to figure this out. Uh, buy a coffee with me needs me to authenticate with Stripe and they need some Google authenticator code and I can't figure it out. So I got to work that out. Um, I just picked up a, a nice spring iced tea from Starbucks today on my own dime. I know uh, somebody already hauled out and said, I'd love to get you some coffees. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, the, uh, that's what we're going to accept as like uh, call appreciation or throwing a tip in the jar. If you enjoy these walks and these talks, then um, buy me a cup of coffee. Buy me two cups of coffee. You know, whatever you want to do. Uh, I'm going to have the link up here. It's, it's not official yet, but I'll have it set up in the next day or two, I think. <laughs> And uh, we'll have that there. Again, not trying to get rich off it, but if you'd like to sponsor the show with a coffee, I'll happily shout your name out on the episode and say that, you know, this show was sponsored by, you know, call who it is, you know, like Bob from Minnesota, you know, something like that. And you'll get a little shout out in the episode and I'll thank you for the, for the support. 
My name's Wade Sellers. I hope you enjoy going on a walk with me today, and I will see you tomorrow. Bye.